If you look at the weekly blood sugar levels, you'll see that over the course of the past week, I had a 24-hour, seven-day average of 105. And that's an A1C of 5.2, which to me is fabulous. I'm just very happy about that. If you listened to last week's episode that early on in my diagnosis, I was getting readings for my A1C above 11. Hi, and welcome to the Solving Type 2 Diabetes Podcast. I'm Tom, and I'll be your host as I share what I'm doing in my daily life to solve my type 2 diabetes. Listen in as I share the food, movement, and tools that I'm using each day. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. For a full transcript or to follow the Solving Type 2 Diabetes Podcast on social media, please head over to SolvingType2Diabetes.com for all those links and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you're having a great week. I know that it's been a whirlwind and fabulous week for us. We were at Disney's Vero Beach Resort for 10 days, and during that time, we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And that was a lot of fun. They had trick-or-treating. They had a parade. They had a stage show, fireworks. It was really a tremendous event. It started officially at 7 p.m. They let us in the park at 4 if you had tickets for the party. And so we were there from 4 o'clock until about 10.30, quarter of 11. It actually lasted till midnight, but we're not as young as we used to be. So we had a fun time nonetheless. So that was an exciting thing to do from Vero Beach. It's only about an hour and a half away driving, and it was easy to get there and back. And then we finished up our stay at Vero Beach. Then we drove an hour and a half north, and we got on board the Disney Wish. It's Disney Cruise Line's most recent ship. It only started sailing for revenue, I think it was the end of July. So a little bit less than two months, and this is an absolutely beautiful ship. Obviously brand new, no little spots of rust, no chipped paint, no stained fabrics or furniture. So it's just really beautiful. And the entertainment so far, we've only been on board for just a hair over one day. And the entertainment has been fabulous. The show last night was great. The restaurant, we ate in 1923 last night. It's a really nice, I want to say classic, almost reminds me of the Hollywood Derby at Magic Kingdom, if you're familiar with that. I had a beautiful filet mignon, and I had green beans wrapped in bacon. Just an absolutely fabulous meal. And we're continuing that today. Tonight, we eat in the Marvel restaurant. And then finally, we on our third night, we'll eat in Arendelle. So it's just been a super week. I got in exercise every day. I'll show you the rings and the information here in just a second. But a really enjoyable week. This is the standard weekend review I go through. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see these things as I show them here and describe them. If you're listening on a podcast and you want to see the information, it is available in video format over on the Solving Type 2 Diabetes YouTube channel. So let's look at the rings to start off with. And you see here that I have closed my activity rings each day of the past week. And if you look here in the calendar, you can see that so far 
it is in fact a perfect month for people with apple rings they talk about having a perfect month and so far we have closed them the first through the 23rd now today's the 24th but i have closed everything today already with only one week to go so let's see how that trend continues for closing those rings maybe we'll just chalk up a perfect month in september so for exercise here, you see that I did do some uh, intentional exercise each this past week, and it was a couple of running times, and the rest were walking, but uh, that is what got me to close my rings each day. And the running I'm throwing in here, because I am training for the Walt Disney World Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend in November. And that'll be an exciting weekend. It's a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm getting in some running training, so I'm just not going into it cold. That would not be good. Okay, so for as far as the macros go, you can see here that I've averaged about 8% from carbs, 64% fat, 28% protein over the past week. And that's very close. You can see my goals there. I'm a little bit low on the carbs, but not too bad, only by, well, my goal is 11% and I was 8%, so not too bad at all. And I am getting in my protein each day, which is very important. If you look at the weekly blood sugar levels, you'll see that over the course of the past week, I had a 24-hour, 7-day average of 105, and that's an A1C of 5.2 which to me is fabulous. I'm just very happy about that. If you listened to last week's episode that early on in my diagnosis, I was getting readings for my A1C above 11. If you're familiar that a 5.2 is normal, that is just below the low end of pre-diabetes. So a 5.2 is, uh, even if you're not diagnosed, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And then finally, let's look at my uh, body fat percentage trends. And I have to tell you that I have not been on the scale now for almost two weeks because we've been away. But the last time I stepped on the scale, my body fat percentage was 27.3. And I have no reason to believe that it has changed dramatically, at least from that. All right. So if we look at the wins and challenges for the week, I have to say that going to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party where they literally give out free candy, and it is by the bucket almost. That was a bit of a challenge, but also a win in that because I had eaten well and brought along my protein bars as treats, I had actually no inclination to have the chocolate or the sweets that they offered. And uh, so a little challenge turns into a win, which I always like. And likewise here on the cruise ship, it's just packed with treats and desserts and soft serve ice cream and all that kind of stuff. But would I rather exchange that for a healthy life and maybe a longer life? No, I don't think so. So I'm very happy with that. Wins over the challenges this week. Okay, let's take a look at this week's news. The first article I actually found very disturbing. It's entitled Diabetes Diagnosis Nearly Doubled for Black Youth During the Pandemic. And this is unfortunately maybe not surprising. It's a very bad finding, disappointing finding, but it's also with folks not moving, kids not getting out, 
Maybe kids not going to school. Maybe not shopping for the best possible choices of food. It's just, it's well shocking that uh, type 2 diabetes is on the rise to such an extent among the youth. And then I think it's probably hitting folks who are economically disadvantaged even more. Can you imagine? And this used to be called adult onset diabetes, but now it's happening in kids younger and younger. There's more than 6,000 kids diagnosed each year, and that was back in 2015. So now that has almost doubled. They say that up to a third of the kids nationwide are at risk for becoming overweight and getting prediabetes and then diabetes. So this is a real serious issue that I just don't think maybe folks understand how intense it really is and how big of a problem it is for the kids because this can lead to lifelong complications and it can be avoided. All right, the second article is a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more positive. It says drinking tea could lower risk of diabetes or stroke. Now they said, and this is dated September 19th, 2022. And once again, I think I've said this before, but all the links to these articles are always in the show notes. And the show notes are over on the Solving Type 2 Diabetes website, solvingtype2diabetes.com. So you can find the show notes there, which will always contain the links to these episodes. So this article says that they did a study and it said that drinking four cups of black, green, or oolong tea each day can lower the risk of developing type 2 diabetes by 17%. And they studied this by looking at 19 studies that included a million people across eight countries. And they found this drop, which is who knows if it's causal or just corollary. But I just found an interesting article that that they think that drinking tea can actually have a significant effect. Now, who knows if it's people who drink tea also eat a lot of vegetables. I don't know. But it's an interesting article. You can check it out yourself at the link. Finally, and this is something that we should not be surprised at, this last article, it's entitled, Hyperglycemia is the variable that most affects the number of deaths from heart attack. So. Those people who suffer a heart attack and then die from it, they did research on why some people die and why some people do not die after they've had a heart attack. Now, I know we eventually all die, but this is talking about death from the heart attack itself. And then what they found is that diabetes, if the person had diabetes when they had their heart attack, they had a much greater chance of dying from that heart attack. Now, again, did they have diabetes because they had many other poor health factors? I don't know. And it said that in the end, if the folks did not have the diabetes, 5,000 lives would have been saved. They think probably they still would have had the heart attack, but it would not have killed them. So I thought that was a very interesting in that if you're going to have a heart attack, you should not also have diabetes. So check out those three articles. The links are in the show notes. 
And if you see a good article out there that you would like me to discuss, feel free to send it to me. At the website, there's a feedback button, and you just type in your question, your comment, or the link if you want to the article, and I'll get an email right away, and I'd be very happy to discuss those on an upcoming podcast. Okay, that was the news. Now I'd like to talk about the main topic for the episode, and that is my goals. What are my goals for what I'm doing? I'm managing my sugar intake, carbohydrate intake. I'm intentionally exercising and moving each day. For what purpose? Type 2 diabetes is what's called a progressive disease. For most people, once you get that diagnosis of prediabetes, most people go on to get type 2 diabetes. And then unfortunately, most people go on to develop severe complications. Now, type 2 diabetes can affect vision. It can affect your kidneys. It can affect heart disease. It can affect the amputation of limbs. It's very nasty. And it's almost like a catch-22. The older you live, the more likely you are to get something bad, including death, from type 2 diabetes. So what are my goals? I think of it like the rotting log with a carpenter ant. If your body is a log and you get a carpenter ant on it, and think of the carpenter ants as high blood sugar, a few carpenter ants aren't really going to do a whole lot of damage if they're snuffed out soon enough. But eventually, they set up a colony and they start to do more and more damage, the carpenter ants running throughout that log, just like high glucose levels cause more and more damage to your body the longer it persists. And eventually, even if you do eventually get rid of the high blood sugar levels through medication or watching what you eat or your movement, there could be an awful lot of damage already done. And if that's the case, if a log has been infested with carpenter ants for a long time, there's not much left to it. It can almost crumble like powder. Same thing with your body. Eventually, if you have high blood sugar, high blood glucose for a long enough period of time, there's really no going back. So what I'm trying to do now is stop this high blood sugar in its tracks. Think of it as snuffing out those carpenter ants before they do too much damage. Now, my goal is to get a normal stabilized blood sugar of 115 down to, say, perhaps 100. Have that as an average daily blood sugar reading. And that takes me just below the pre-diabetes level. Now, currently, I am doing that. I'm doing it with two medications and very strict carbohydrate eating and at least an hour a day of in blood sugar continues to be low, perhaps I can reduce or eliminate one of the medications. I could do some experiments on that and to see if perhaps with my doctors okay, I reduce one of my medications and my blood sugar stays below the prediabetes level with eating properly. Or let's say the doctor says, no, you need to keep having these medications. Then perhaps once in a while, not every day for sure, but once in a while, I can up the carbohydrates just a little bit, just to make it a little bit easier when making food choices and eating out. That could be something that I could do as well and still keep my blood sugar 
in range over the long term. So basically, those are my goals. Keep my blood sugar in range. Stay active. Just for general health purposes, it's good. And by doing so, perhaps eliminate or at least reduce some of my medications or, at a minimum, not increase the medications. So to me, that seems worthwhile to do for the long terms. I'd be interested in hearing what your goals are. If you have type 2 diabetes or you've been diagnosed with prediabetes, for example, I'd be interested in hearing from you and letting me know what your goals are. Because I said in the very first episode that I don't believe type 2 diabetes has to be a downward spiral of health complications and negative adverse activity. I think that lifestyle can make a tremendous change. I hope you do too. All right. This is the part of the episode where I answer your questions. Now, here's the thing. We don't have any questions this week. So I encourage you to send in your questions because I'd love to discuss it as part of the podcast episode. So in place of answering the question, I'd like to let you know a little secret. You hear on this podcast, we talk about my numbers, how I'm doing with activity or blood sugar. Each and every day, I post all of my information online. In my Instagram story or Facebook story, every morning I upload my blood sugar readings for the previous day. You can see all the little ups and downs and the trails that the blood sugar readings make. And I post my activities. I post a map even. If I do an outdoor activity, I post a map of where I went. And I also try and throw in at least one picture of food that I ate that day. So it's usually six little photographs, but they go up every single morning. My goal is to get them up by 9 a.m. every day. So if you go to my Instagram story or my Facebook story, you'll see it right there. Now you say, how do I find that, Tom? All the links are on the website, solvingtype2diabetes.com. Okay, so what's next week, next episode? I will be talking about, as the main topic, cruising with type 2 diabetes. So you can see behind me, I'm on a cruise ship now. I'm actually recording this in our stateroom. It's the most quiet place that I could find on the cruise ship. And uh, so I'll be talking about eating and movement and things that I can do on a cruise ship to still not harm my type 2 diabetes or make it worse. So I think that'll be an interesting topic. Actually, when I record next week's episode, I'll be on a Royal Caribbean ship, The Adventure of the Seas, and I'll be up in Canada. So I hope you stick around for the next episode and watch that or listen to it if you're listening to the podcast and learn more about how I manage cruising with type 2 diabetes. Thanks very much again for watching or listening. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful to you. If you are enjoying this, feel free to like and follow on your podcasting platform. If you're watching on YouTube, I would love a subscribe and a little thumbs up for that as well. All that really helps other folks find this information. So have a great week and I will talk to you later. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Solving Type 2 Diabetes podcast. I hope you found it valuable. Please follow and leave a five-star review 
as it helps other people find the podcast. By subscribing, you ensure you won't miss the next episode. You can always get a full transcript of the episode at SolvingType2Diabetes.com. There, you also find the links to leave feedback and links to follow on social media. I'm very interested in hearing from you with comments and suggestions. Thanks very much for listening. Please remember that everything I share is just from my own personal experience and should not be taken as medical or health advice. Please consult your own medical professionals. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only.